Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of the low glass from New Jersey. You know it, right here on BlackSidRadio.com, baby. What's up? What's up? What's up? Listen, you know, there's been a lot going on as usual. You know, my, my life is just, my life is just so exciting and so amazing. I actually got a chance to see Judith Lorick, uh, who is an amazing um, jazz artist here in Panama. She is a Black expat, got a chance to do that. You know, that was amazing. Getting ready for this trip to Egypt, super, super, super excited, you know, just about um, ready to get ready for our December um, tour, um, speaking to the guests already. We have a few spaces left. That is our last tour for 2023. So if you want to jump on the bus, guests, you need to do that as soon as possible. And then we're rolling right into New Year's Eve. Hello. We are going to be on the boat. We are going to be... Um, Having Carmen Craven do the 70s, 80s, 90s thing for us. Three divas, three decades. That's right. We got Aretha Franklin. We have Stephanie Mills and the amazing Mary J. Blige. And she's going to be covering all three of them. We're going to have the saxophonist, a violinist, a DJ. We're going to have a dress out. You know, so you can dress for whatever era you like. We're going to have some soul food up in there. The New Year's Eve traditional stuff is what we are working on right now. And so much more. It's going to be amazing to be out on the boat. I did the boat inspection and we're visualizing all the configurations that we're going to do for this particular party. But what is going to be so exciting to me is to be on the boat in the water with a 360-degree view of the fireworks um, that are going to happen at midnight here in Panama City. So that's going to be amazing. Stay tuned for a post-Kwanzaa event that I have in the works, and it's going to be family-friendly. You know, um, we'll have an opportunity for a few vendors so, you know, ask me about that um, as well. And that's going to be the first week of January. And then, of course, we will be doing the Sisters in Panama Women's Retreat. Oh, my goodness. Over, say, the last week, we have sold 10 tickets. So it's like everybody is fine. Everybody is decided, like, right now, oh, yes, yes, yes. I am my sister's keeper and they want to be here with us. They want to be, you know, um, on and popping with the energy and love of the sisters. You know, like Juanita and I talked about, Juanita Ingram and I talked about, you know, um, reality shows and how they depict Black female relationships and everything and what the reality is. And the reality is that when we get together, we love on each other. Do you understand the words that is coming out of my mouth? We love on each other and you will never forget the experiences that you have. This is an all-female trip. Um, no guys, sorry. 
Um, but we are just going to, it's going to be very special. We have awesome um, entertainment for you and just a lot going on. So then, of course, we will be going to Cuba in February and also starting our first um, cultural relocation tour for the year happens in February as well. So that's sort of like a little bit of a quick rundown of what's happening with me right now. I'm always happy to be here, but as usual, I ain't got no more time to sit and chit and chit chat and smile with y'all because we got to get on to part two of this amazing interview with Mrs. Universe, Mrs. Wadita Ingram. Okay, and so y'all hang tight. Y'all know the deal. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of the low glass for New Jersey, right here on BlackSickRadio.com. And I'm going to be right back with Mrs. Ingram. Let, let me also touch on, it seems that it was more of a, of a reality. The pushback was more of a reality in the second season than it was mm. in the first season. So you started getting the negative pushback you know, like, you know, these black rich people, you know, out here, mm -hmm. why do they have to show off and everything? And I can't remember his name. Um, oh gosh, he's the guy that does your makeup and coaches you. Through oh, Scooby. Yes. You know, I just thought that his, his take on that was so good. And it's, and it's, mm. smooth. it's like, they don't want to see us in that light. And it almost, yeah. it, it, it takes you right back to, um, you know, you can't come to our school, but why do you yes. have an HBCU? Why do you always want to separate yourselves from, from other people? Like, get out of here. We don't want you here. And so, okay, yes. fine. So we go and we build Black Wall Street. And what happens? You burn it they down. They burn it down. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? And this is exactly, it's like you've been telling us forever. To leave, yeah. to back, go back to Africa. So now, and we're like, okay, what? we're we're like we're like, okay, peace, we're out. And now that's yeah. a problem too. Well, it's a problem, and and I spend a lot of time um, thinking through it. It's a problem in twofold. The attacks were never about my husband; it was always about me. Wow! So it's a problem for a black woman. It's not a problem when Real Housewives of New York, Beverly Hills, Orange County, for white women to have a luxurious life, to have a soft life, to have comfort, to have purpose, to have families, to, to, to be entitled to live and live well, free of certain stressors in life. But it's a problem when you see black women doing it. And it's not as the, and the comments, you know, even in season one, the comments, oh, why do we have to see her? her shoe collection or why does she have to be driving a Bentley? I've been a lawyer for 21 years. If I can't go out and buy a shoe or whatever it is that I want, but it's a problem when I do it, but you don't have a problem when the lifestyle, honest lifestyle of other groups are shown and what was truly hurtful. Cause I expect certain things because I understand that for certain people, happy black people are very triggering. You know, I did not anticipate that it would be that triggering for certain people to see happy black people living abroad. I did. not I was like, well, what's wrong with happy black people? Not everybody wants to see that. Right. But what was most hurtful was, the was when it people. came from us. Yes. Yes. That was the most hurtful part. Yes. And I understand that we have had a crab in the barrel struggle 
since the diaspora, it was the reason why, let's be honest, we were not stolen from Africa. We were sold from Africa and the people that sold us were us. And some of us need to get off the shores of Africa still. And, and the mentality that we have that we will sell each other out. Yes. The most hurtful comments, the most hurtful part uh, was when other black people yes. attacked. When white people did it and they happy black people trigger them, ah, okay. You know, I didn't make the show for every for them. I didn't right. make the show that right. for people who struggle to see us as human or equal. I don't believe in like begging for inclusivity and all of that. I'm not that's not who I am. Um, so I understood that the show would bother some people, but it was Trigger. interesting that it only bothered them about black women, yeah. about the black women on the show. Wow. And, you know, and, and, but was hurt. The only thing that hurt me was when it came from other black people. that hurt. I got over it in season two. I yeah. could care less. Interestingly enough, I haven't had any of those. As soon as I stopped caring, the comments stopped coming. And maybe that's the energy that, you know. It, it that people just know that you kind of don't care or maybe they don't want to give us another storyline i don't know but <laughs> so what, what, what i also thought was interesting was that you know when some of the people who you you know had pending deals with you know started yeah. to pause because yeah. people was people was talking mess on the internet oh yeah it affected in many i didn't even show all the areas of our life that wow. it affected in some areas i can't talk about because we've settled certain things and NDAs have been signed and things have been taken care of. Yeah. And um, certain things that help sponsor the second season because of some <laughs> things that, that occurred. I, I'm I'm a lawyer in real life. Exactly, Don't play exactly, with me. Exactly. Stop playing with me. You know, exactly. but uh, it, 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 it was hurtful and it was unfortunate. But yeah. when you are breaking barriers and you're doing something that yes. has never been done, and go. it is something that is positive for us. Um, I had to learn. And I, honestly, when I said on the show, my grandmother's feedback is what kept me going to even doing a, a second season. It was the pride that she had in what I was doing, what I've always done from every book that I've ever written um, to every show that I've ever produced, everything. She would be so proud to see me on the screen and, you know, towards the end, as we, as most people do in, in their 90s, a little bit of Alzheimer's, a little bit of dementia sets in. She was always very clear every time she saw me on the screen. Wow. I was very clear when she saw me. Never had a moment of confusion when it was me. And so I had a deeper purpose driving me to continue because you do get discouraged sometimes, especially when it comes from your own, yeah. that, you know, just don't embrace it or we, we have such propensity to tear one another down because we have that systemic issue from whether it's colonizing mentality, whether it's from the experiences that we've had. Um, it is unfortunate, but you push through and it makes you a stronger person. And I know that my grandmother is proud of yeah. me. And honestly, I don't say this very lightly. I don't care about what anybody else thinks. When when I saw her in my dream last night, wow. she was proud yeah. and she hugged me and I missed her and I needed her. I'm going through different, life comes in ebbs and flows and different things happen. Mm -hmm. But but knowing at the end of the day um, that you've made a difference, that you've done what you were called to do. And everybody is not a conference call. 
Everybody's not on the call and everybody's not going to get it. Everybody's not going to like it. Uh, unfortunately, what we try to escape in leaving uh, America sometimes and the reality and the racial issues that we deal with, there is no escaping. You will not outrun racism. You just won't die from it abroad. That's enough for me. Uh, you won't experience it in the same way, but you can't outrun where we are as a society. And I wish as Black people, it is a beautiful thing to go abroad and to see other cultures and how they blindly support one another. Yes. If I were Latina, if I were Asian, I'd have an Emmy by name. Wow. Yes. And that's just that's just every I, Latino I, I, or Asian would be would be buying your show. You know, oh, it would it would, I, I would have yes. millions and millions of streams. I would have been picked up by a network by now because of the blind support that communities give to one another. And we do not. And, we do not. and that is unfortunate. It is a learned behavior. But I do believe that it's changing and it's shifting. I know more people like you and I want to see we want to see it all. It's not that we just, oh, I don't, like you said, it's not, you can get turned off by reality TV, but there's something about it that is entertaining. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but there are more people that want the Huxtables abroad, yeah. you know, and that want to see Blackish abroad. That yeah. tell people that all the time that That's if my, my show is, if, if, you know, um, Blackish and Chris Lino's best had a baby and then decided to raise it abroad. <laughs> that's the show. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. And it's in a setting that you don't get to see us in, but it is something that I have to develop a very thick skin, as most creatives do. Yeah. Uh, it's not I'm not unique. It's not unique, you know, in terms of that journey. And as a producer and a creative, that's just par for the course. Well, I'm proud of you, and Thanks. I I'm telling you, I just love seeing what you're doing. Um. I love, you know, you touching on the issues. Like I get some pushback too. Um, is why do you why do you guys want to bring that to Panama? You know, why did why does it have to be black? And I said, Well, do you know that there are many Panamanians who identify as Afro-Panamanian? You know, yeah. there are there is a difference. The reason that black expats in Panama was started was because I didn't see anything for us. And at the yes. end of the day, we are looking for different things when we go mm -hmm. abroad, you know, starting with the hair, starting with, yes. the, you would go in these groups and you were like, you know, is there anybody no. here to do my hair? And you would yes. get crickets or God forbid, if you were like, is there anybody here to do black hair? Why does it have to be black hair? You know what I mean? Yes. Then, then, you, then you get all of that. But then you know, as being uh, pioneers, and they called me the Harriet Tubman of, Pan of Panama. I have bought so uh -huh. many black people here. And mm -hmm. there are some days when I just want to be like, wow, you know, yeah. and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. It ain't the white folk here or anywhere that's giving me the blues. It is our that's own it. people. And mm -hmm. what happens, and you know, like you say, you know, your 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 purpose and knowing that your grandmother is proud of you, you know, it is amazing how God will always send somebody in the midst of foolishness in the in that point where you just about to lose it. Yes. And yes. they will he will send somebody to encourage your heart. 
You know, he will send a message from somebody, somebody will call, you know, and somebody will tell you how you've impacted their lives. And you are like, what? Wow, really? You know, and that's when you know that you got to keep on going. So, yes. Well, you've been that for me. Honestly, uh, you have absolutely no idea how grateful I am and how encouraged I've been just even in your post and sharing the show and sharing it with other people. And, you know, we're getting ready to put season two up on purpose streaming so that it can be available to people all over the world. Cause if you're not in the U S or UK, you know, we're on Tubi, we're on uh, Amazon prime, but people who don't have American accounts can't see it yet. So yeah. just having the ability to say, okay, I'm going to continue to put myself out there because when the attacks come, I'm human. We are human. And, you know, it's even though you're bringing black in Panama, you're human. And when those things, those darts get thrown at you, they they prick you and you feel them because I'm not an X-Man. You know, it's not going to bounce off off of me. I'm not a superhero, Uh, but just creating this space and your encouragement and then seeing the feedback of other people. It does keep you going because as a creative, it's hard. Um, You balance the, the right brain, left brain, but the creative aspect, you know, the, the actor, the producer, director, we're sensitive. I think yes. Erica Badu said, like, like Erica Badu, I think Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive yeah. about my stuff. You know, it's yeah. just, it's one of those things where uh, you can't be too sensitive because it's the world that we live in and that's the industry that you're in. But at the same time, you do get heartbroken sometimes when you're like, but I'm just asking for my own people to be positive and to be supportive about something that is benefiting them. Mm -hmm. And we would have more black wall streets to this day. Mm. If we did. Come on now. You said that you, you said that. And so that's the other thing. So, okay. So now I got the series on Amazon. So I got the mm-hmm. first season and I and I purchased the second season. I got no problem with that whatsoever. I think we should be happy to do yes. that. So now it's on Tubi. So how do they get it on Tubi? Like if when they if they get it on Tubi, is it just a matter of them being um a subscriber to Tubi or do they pay mm-hmm. inside the Tubi um network? Tubi has more advertisers. So you'll see more advertisements. Mm-hmm. Tubi actually pays higher than Amazon because they have more av- advertisers. It's a free streaming platform, so you don't have to pay for it, but you'll see more advertisers. But Tubi is not everywhere. Okay. So I don't think if you're in, if you're even if you're in like Panama or if you're in other countries, you can get it on Amazon because you have an American account. Obviously, you started your account in the U.S., Yes. You have, maybe you still have a U.S. bank account that's attached to you. You have a U.S. account. In yes. the U.K., they can get it on, on Amazon. Okay. Tubi is not in the U.K. Tubi is not anywhere but the U.S. Okay. So if you're living outside of the U.S., Tubi doesn't even really matter. Well, um, it's a beautiful say, What I can say is that a VPN can yes. be very helpful. You know, it so can. I can get, I think I get, get I can get Tubi here. I think I get okay. here. And I think I got it here even before I got my VPN. So Panama may be a place where they can find you on Tubi. On Tubi. Or if they can't get Tubi, you know, um, VPNs definitely help. 
Uh, it does. Yeah, Amazon has gotten a little smart about it. I've I've heard from people that even if they oh, have a VPN, too. yeah, yeah, that they they are they're a little smart about it. They won't allow you to see certain things. But like for example, in Asia, um, Amazon is very curated, so it doesn't come on here, and then you can't even download the Tubi app here. Wow! And it, and when you open it up on online, even using a VPN, it just says sorry, it's not available in your area. Wow! So it's smarter they than have the VPN, VPN detectors. Yeah. Yes. And certain in certain areas they do. Uh -huh. And so for that reason, we, we launched purposestreaming.com mm -hmm. um last year during uh Juneteenth or uh -huh. year before last during yeah. Juneteenth. And it's it's purpose streaming and season one is up. So they can go on there anywhere in the world and so see it's season purpose one it, with a D purpose uh P -R, purpose. Yeah, purpose. Okay. Just no D. PurposeStreaming.com, and they can see. And then I'm getting ready to put season two up there now. Uh, that has made its run. Tubi, Tubi pays really well. There, it's a great platform. They do a lot with black content. Yeah. Um, I'm very appreciative of that. They're very, even though that people think that any and everything gets up on Tubi, it does not. Um, so they're still very selective. They will reject titles all the time. So I've had other friends who are independents who get rejected from Tubi all the time. Oddly enough, it does seem like everything goes up on Tubi, but it doesn't. Um, but it's, we're there. And so I appreciate all of the support. I appreciate everybody that, you know, uh, finds it entertaining. It is something that's very different. And well, I, I hope it encourages people. For it. Yeah, lots of awards. Yes. Uh, we are, yeah, Diversity in Cannes, Pan-African Film Festival. Uh, we just won the Hip Hop Film Festival Award for Best uh, TV series. So we're, yeah, a lot of telly awards, Webby awards. Uh, we've been recognized many times for the show and we were on the ballot for the Emmys. Uh, we are Emmy wow. eligible. Show. Yep. So we were on the ballot. We didn't get the nomination, but we are an M Emmy eligible show. And we were the only independent production because there are three steps to getting an Emmy. First, you have to be approved to be on the ballot. Not everything gets to even be on the ballot to be voted on. Then you get the vote for the nomination. Then you get the vote for the actual Emmy. And we were approved to be on the ballot. So we are an Emmy eligible show uh, because of quality. And so it's, you know, it's good. It's the first step. We'll keep trying. We'll keep going awesome. for it. Uh, yes. so, now tell me this. So, okay, you were saying that, you know, you're looking at maybe a spinoff. So yes. you, is there a third season in the works or... Well, we're doing a, the special installation of Beyond Beauty, which is sort of my chronicling my year because we left off with me winning Mrs. Universe. Yes. So we'll we'll delve, we'll deep dive into that year. Third season, I really want to do the spinoff concept. I'm in talks with certain production companies that will get it, that will allow me to still be in control because yes. I can't allow the narrative to be perverted. Exactly. And, and it's just not going to work. There's a certain way in which you have to um, approach Black people living abroad. There's a certain level of trust that I think people have with us and understanding mm -hmm. what I'm going to do as a producer and what I'm not going to do. Exactly. And so I would love to do the spinoff. It is very hard to do this show on my own. I don't know if I have it in me to do a, a third season. And I, it costs I, I a lot. I don't know how you do it. Uh, it costs a lot. And so I, I bet you know, I mean, it I costs a lot. I mean, it probably costs a lot financially, but also just 
physically and personally yes. and I mean, I, I I see that and I love it. I'm going to tell you, I really do love it how you're not always just made up to the nine. No. You know, like with the, with the, the reality just... shows, like they just waking up with the, with the skinny noses and stuff like that. You know, peace is the new prosperity. It is. And I always say authenticity is the new sexy. And us living in a world of social media and internet foolishness, I think that a lot of us have gotten to be where we really appreciate authenticity. And I do these videos. I do, I mean, as of right now, regardless of what people think, I do a lot of stuff on my own. My videos are not professional. I do not believe in retakes, baby. I ain't got time. You understand? (laughs) I just tried to get the message out and I'm going to tell you the truth, truth. People fool with me because of that. They like, girl, that's what I love about you. I'm like, good, because that's all I got. That's all I, I mean, look, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I just got my kids on the bus. You're lucky I got some lip gloss on. You're getting what you get. This is it. This is it. This is my face. This is the reality. And, and, and that is Reality, I don't know of a mother that walks around made up 24-7. I don't know of anybody who goes through a move. And yes, I'm going to put my headscarf on and count up these boxes and I'm tired. And yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is, which is, is, this is real life. It's just, I, I like being, I like just being. I like just being myself. I like myself. And so the full spectrum of who I am honest, you know, fresh face, no makeup. This is who I am because you've, they, you've seen it. You've seen it. I clean up well. Yes. You know? <laughs> Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out.
God, I could just talk to you forever. Because the other thing that came up, and I'm going to say this and I'm not going to say anything else, but I watched, I rewatched um, season one. And, you know, because the first time that I watched the first season was a lot earlier. It was, it was, it was mm-hmm. earlier, it was, it had to be at least a year ago and mm-hmm. something like that. And, you know, since then, your perspective is always changing. And mm-hmm. one of the things I think I've probably relocated full time since then. And I remember just having an emotional breakdown, like meltdown, like, oh my gosh, I never considered myself a hoarder. Um, my house and I, I mean, you know, my house was big enough where I only had the things out that needed to be out. And I really thought I had become a minimalist girl Uh start digging in them closets. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. I had boxes that I had not unpacked from probably I'm I'm, seriously, I have papers from the eighties, you know, that I'm still going through. We've been just moving boxes from one place to another, but there was that scene and you and it's a as in not Kelsey. What's your baby name? Kinsley. What? Kinsley. 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 You and Kinsley, yeah. and we were talking about her shorts. She had some shorts, and you like, look, girl, we your hoarder. Like, but you're not gonna put your eleven year old prepubescent body in these seven age seven shorts. What are we doing? What That's a real scene. That's a real scene because it made me think about. You know, for me, I mean, I have grandchildren, okay? So mm-hmm. my 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 daughter's been gone. But when people are moving and you start thinking about what you need to get rid of, you know, by the time you got kids that are 10 and 11, you know, years yeah. older, so they got their own collection of whatnots and what have yous. Yes. So it's yes. a lot of work. It's it a is. Lot of that scene will make people think maybe I ought to start now. Yes. You, and you should start early because I mean, we just moved to a new condo here in Singapore and it was, it took me like a week and a half to just sort out our lives. And you're, ta- you're sorting out four because my kids, I think they're kids, but they're grown now. You 14 and 15 and 13. Y- y'all are grown. Y'all, are, y'all are grown people. You're my height. You know, these are grown folks that I'm sorting out their lives. And my rule of thumb now is in between moves, if you didn't wear it and you didn't touch it, you don't need it. And we don't like to let go of things. We don't like to purge things. Now, I am a purger. My husband and Kinsley are hoarders. They are. Uh I love them, but they're hoarders. And they just don't know. See, it ain't everything. And I'm just like, if you haven't worn this in between moves, my rule now, it has to go. And that's the same. And I hold myself to that. Yes. And that's that's hard. But that's that's really especially as you move to different spaces and you go from a six thousand square foot home to a th- two thousand square foot condo. And that's and that's a, on a good. That's large. Yeah. You know, that's on a good day. That's a yeah. lot of that's a lot of space in certain countries. Yeah. And what you need and what you require becomes very um, honed in and and very specific. And if you haven't touched it in two years, you actually don't need it. You don't. And that's a, you know, I, I worked with a, a a home organizer. It's the best thing I ever did. Wow. And just showing me, yeah, the best thing I ever did when we moved here to Singapore, because it was so overwhelming and it was in the middle of yeah. lockdowns and restrictions. And I just thought, oh my gosh, 
I can't invite family over to help, you know, settle in and yes. set up your kitchen and all this. It was just very different. Uh, each space is different and you yes. have to configure your life. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the relocation industry is interesting and relocating and moving is very interesting and there's never a dull moment. Never. And it's always full of very, very common issues that we all relate to. But that navigation of change is very real. It is. It is. And 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 you know something? When people are going through it, when I went through my move process, we actually had a double move. We had we had a we we, we downsized from a six thousand square foot house to a fifteen hundred square foot condo, which we leased because I did not want to buy anything else in the States. But then I got this mm -hmm. great deal. So I ended up buying a twenty seven hundred square foot um um townhouse. And then when we mm -hmm. moved we took the townhouse and some of it went to Florida to a Florida place that we got. And then some of it came here um, to Panama, but it was, it was an ordeal. And yeah. I really appreciate it. I don't use the moving company or support them anymore, but the moving company that I had was really good because they walked me through it. And it's very mm -hmm. important that you do that. Cause like you and your husband, y'all move a lot. You know, and that's, you know, that or like people in the military, but for a lot of people, and you know, unless you're moving for work, you know, yeah. there are some people who, if you ever leave the country, you're going to be like an odd man out. And mm -hmm. if you do, you'll probably do that stuff one time, you know, so yes. like, I don't have any experience with this. I need all the guidance and support that I can get. So when you get little tidbits like that from people who have actually experienced it. It is rich. It is rich. Yes. And so I have to go, but I just want to, again, thank you for what you're doing and, and let you know that the information that you're putting out these reading, I didn't get to touch on some of the, some of the subject matters that come up during, during the show, you just have to watch it because there are certain things that happen during the show that I may have missed that other mm -hmm. people, expats would be like, dad, I had that same experience or dad, you know, I was wondering how that, how that went. And I also think that a lot of the things that came up, I just thought that you were very, very, your handling of things was very mature very mm -hmm. open-minded, you know, when you look at your children and how they embrace change and things that they, you know, don't, you know, how they're not afraid, you know, they may yes. have a little remorse because like, dang, I'm, you know, I'm going to miss my friends, but they know, they yeah. know they're blessed. Those kids, yes. those kids know that they're yes. blessed. They yacht, yacht and all, yes. Uh, they do, they do. And and they know that their minds are, their minds are open. Um, yes. Just, you know, just a lot of stuff. So tell us why we should watch the show and how we can find you. Absolutely. Well, you can find us on Amazon Prime, uh, both in the US and the UK. You can find us on Tubi. If you can get Tubi, uh, you can find us also on Purpose Streaming. Dot com. Season one is up. Season two is going up hopefully in the next two weeks. Uh, we'll have season two up there. So you can find us in those three different locations. And I think everybody should watch the show, whether you're wanting to live abroad or you aren't. Everybody's navigating change. So the show is all about navigating changes in life. And it's done in a very 
hopefully in, in what people find a very tasteful way, very entertaining, lots of fun. Your hope, I think the best compliment that I ever got was his grandmother inboxed me and said that she sat her grandchildren down in front of the show. She didn't have to worry about the content, didn't have to worry about what they were seeing, didn't have to, she could walk away. And then when she came back, her grandchildren wanted to travel. They wanted to see more of the world. Yeah. And I hope that whether it's them or anyone, that you're able to see yourself in a space and it just be normalized of us just being and then being entertained and laughing at the same time. Yeah. So we just want to make, you know, just brighten people's day, um, in, educate, entertain, and hopefully be a, a light in the world. And so that's the purpose of the show. And you also, I mean, it, it, it's also getting a glimpse of other countries. You know, it's yes. like, it's not oh, yes. just the family in the house. You know, y'all do no. different things. And I think that when you look, you'd be like, what? So I just could yeah. in Taiwan, having beautiful places, you know, like yes. this and everything like that. Or like- Well, there's a, mm -hmm. there's a heavy travel component to it. And we were intentional, especially in season two, because we yeah. did get feedback. All feedback wasn't negative. Some feedback was like, oh, we want to see you travel more. And I'm like, now, you know, in season one, we were in lockdown, right? <laughs> we traveled in pandemic. But, uh, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. But yeah. in season two, we were in Dubai, Vietnam, Cambodia. Yeah. You know, we're taking people all, Thailand, all Bali, all of these different places that you get to see um, through through our lens and just travel, you know, do your sofa travel and, yeah. and couch travel with us. So, yes, it's a huge component. It's I'd say it's entertaining. It's hard for you to brag about yourself. The show is very entertaining. I find it funny. And I'm not easily, um, because I like to make people laugh, I'm not, I don't laugh at everything. It is not, buffoonery is not coonery. I've told people all the time, I, I've never cooned for a coin and I'm not about to start now. Right, it is right. genuinely entertaining uh, and hopefully tastefully done so that it can inspire and edu educate and entertain all at the same time. Yes, I I I agree. It's, and Cambodia was surprising to me too. Um, it was it's beautiful. So yeah. I have gotten to travel, you know, yes. with you all by watching the show, and I'm like, hmm. and also you point out that you know taking advantage of your location, like yes. it's easier to go to those places. I mean, while I'm in while I'm in at Panama. You know, people constantly go to you go to Costa Rica, you go to you know Colombia. You know, there's a lot of places that are so much easier and and inexpensive for you to get to while you're in yes. those places that you can actually enlarge that too. So listen, yes. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel so honored to have had oh. you on the show, and um, I am looking forward to continuing to support you for a long time to come. Congratulations on Thank everything. You. Thank you so much. Thank you for creating this space. Thank you for all of your support. It means the world to us. And I just appreciate the opportunity to come on and share. And thank you for loving the show and sharing the show. It means a lot. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. She is so amazing. I mean, honestly, I could have talked to her for another 
hour. I done lost track. Lord of mercy. I don't even know how long I've been talking. But I just, you know, want to thank her for taking the time out um, to be with us. I hope that you have recognized from this show that you have got to, you have absolutely got to, you know, get this show. And you know what? She's so sweet and she's so authentic and she's so uh, accomplished. And I was telling my best friend, I said, you know what? She's just sort of like, um, sort of like Tabitha, like Tabitha Brown. I always say, listen, anybody that don't like Tabitha Brown is just a hater. That's it. How can you not like Tabitha Brown? That's how I feel about Juanita Ingram. How can you not like her? So anyway, please do follow her show, support this sister and what she's doing. She's doing it for us and she's representing us so well, okay? And she's breaking barriers. You know, it's very easy just to say, you know what, this is too hard. But you know what, she's hanging in there. I'm so proud of her and I'm so happy for her success. I know that we can take her over to the next level so that she can continue to open doors and create that dialogue and, you know, open spaces for other people. So let's definitely support this sister. So anyway, with that said, I'm so over my time, um, but I just want to um, play. I think we're going to close with, how about Luther Vandross, A House Is Not A Home? Luther was one of her favorites from um, the 80s. And I don't know why A House Is Not A Home just, just comes to my mind. Um, let's do that. As always, I want to thank my main man, Daryl Spears, who um, helps me produce all of my shows. Um, Blacks at Radio, Devin Austin and Riley Jackson for creating a space for us to um, thrive and to put our voices out into the world. Um, this is your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama. Listen, I love you. I love you. I loved you. And there is just nothing that you can do about it. Until next time, peace and love my brothers and sisters. Ciao.